0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Church, and welcome to another Tuesday evening teaching. I'm so happy that you're joining us again. You know, we're we're moving into an important season at the moment. So we, we need to be gathering as often as we can, and we need to be sharing the Word as often as we can. We need to be a united front against the enemy. You know, and if you're looking for a new church and you, you live on the Gold Coast, why don't you come and join us? We meet together at 9.30 and 3 p.m. on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach. We'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church. We preach the word of God. We see miracles. We see healings. What more could you be looking for? And For the Sunday mornings, we have our children's church, which is, is growing, and we actually have pastors teaching our children. It's not just a daycare. It's actually raising up giants for Jesus. So come and join us. Come and join us. And join me now in the Lord's Prayer. We pray the Lord's Prayer Every time we meet, because this was Jesus' model of how to pray, He said, Say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Wow. His is the kingdom. the power and his is the glory. It's got nothing to do with us. It's all about him. It's all about him. And today we're continuing our series titled The Adequacy of Jesus Christ because he is adequate. As God promised to be adequate to meet the needs of Moses and the children of Israel, so too Jesus also claimed his divine adequacy the great I am's of the Gospel of John are the text that we're working through in these messages. And today we're going to talk about I am the true vine. I am the true vine. The text that we're concentrating on is John 15.5. If you've got your Bible, open it up. Read it with me. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read whichever version you like. It says, I am the true vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If you've been part of our church or you've watched our, our videos or listened to our podcasts for a while, you know that one of my favorite things to say is show me the fruit. Show me the fruit in the ministry, in the whatever whatever is happening. Show me the fruit. Is it good or is it rotten? Or is there no fruit at all? The scriptures we're working through and will break open this morning and this evening wherever you're watching is John 15, 1 to 8? It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Have you noticed that? Sometimes when you're bearing fruit, God comes along and just prunes you a little bit. Verse 3 You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, You, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing. Verse 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them in the fire and they are burned. We don't want to be those branches, do we? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. And it should be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. They're the words of Jesus, they're not the words of Gary. Let's pray before we go any further. We, I love to pray for our offering every single time we meet because it's so important that we pray over it to make sure it gets to where it needs to go and we're blessing it all along the way. Father, we're grateful that your divine power protects us and your divine resources provide, provide for our needs. Lord, we pray for forgiveness where we've sinned and for faith to believe that the way of life you have shown us will work even in this corrupt, perverse generation that we live. We give back to you a portion of the money that you've enabled us to earn, Lord. Lord, we don't offer our money as a substitute for ourselves this evening, but as a method of channeling our efforts in a practical way towards the preaching of your good news to all of those who have been enslaved by sin. And it's in your son's name, it's in Jesus' name that we pray this evening. Amen. Amen. You know, it, the Lord, when we, when we give for the right reasons, he will bless us as we give, and he will use our glyphs for his glory. In Australia... Farming is still a big business. Not as big as it used to be, because less people are now involved in it, but it's still a big business. Australia used to be a a rural country, and it was only semi-industrial, but it's changed now. Things look different, don't they? Most people live in cities, and many who live in rural areas aren't farming anymore. In Palestine, where Jesus lived, it was similar. Vine dressing was a prominent occupation. Although most people were not vineyard keepers, they were familiar with that line of work. And in this environment, Jesus made his last great I am statement. He said, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. Vines grow on terraces and require a lot of attention. A young vine was not allowed to bear fruit in the first three years. Think of that, if you're in ministry and and it's been a struggle and not much is happening, maybe the Lord is saying the same thing to you, that you're not allowed to bear fruit for the first three years. And then it was pruned drastically to develop a strong root system as well. This is the challenge that a lot of believers have these days. They're shallow. They look like they're bearing fruit, but the first storm that comes over knocks them down. We've got to have deep roots. And even after the vine began to bear grapes, it was still pruned. Because some branches would produce fruit, while others only sap the vine of of its strength and its productivity. In this setting, Jesus gave a dramatic lesson about those who claim to be followers of God, and it's a lesson we can learn from this evening. Jesus is the only true vine. His Father is the gardener, and we are the branches. Let's look at each of these statements to see what truth they have for us this evening. The first one is Jesus is the true vine. The vine is the means of life for the branches. The roots gather water and nutrients from the earth, and these flow through the vine to give life to the branches, don't they? Apart from the vine, the branches wither and die. If they're not connected, they wither and die. No fruit will be produced on any branch that detaches itself or is broken off from the vine. Think about your Christian walk. Are you attached to that vine, or have you detached yourself or or been broken off? Some people claim to be Christian but seek to receive their Christian growth from a variety of sources. It's not that they cut themselves off completely from Christ, they want to be nurtured by Jesus, but they also want to receive sustenance from others, from other sources. They try to have an attachment with more than one vine doesn't work they want eternal life from jesus they want success in their business they want happiness from alcohol and drugs they want love from immoral sexual relationships they want security from the government and healing from medicine but they want to remain attached to jesus they are people of divided loyalties and splintered commitments We've seen this over the last few years with everything that's happened in the world, haven't we? People want security from the government. The government is not your friend. That shows a divided loyalty. Jesus said, I am the only true vine. Jesus offers not only eternal life, but true success, true happiness, true love, genuine security, and healing for your body and soul. This is not to say that you shouldn't find satisfaction in your business or healing from a doctor. It is to say, though, that when your love relationships are in line with your faith in Jesus, you have a more secure chance of real success. When everything you do is lining up with Jesus, you will be successful. Jesus is the doctor's teacher. He's the nurse's aide. Jesus is the guideline for solid business efforts and solid business ethics. He's the foundation for good government. Notice how governments have slowly moved away from Christianity in the last 20 or 30 years, maybe even more. And look where it's got us. Jesus is the foundation of good government. Jesus is the true vine. He is the true fountain of all that is good and wholesome about life. Our second thing this evening, second statement is, my father is the vine dresser. Mm. If a branch could think, it would still be difficult for it to comprehend the overall scheme of the gardener. Sometimes we wonder why we're being pruned. Sometimes we wonder why some relationships get broken off. The gardeners just know more than branches. Jesus just knows more than us. We have to accept that. If we think we understand everything about Jesus and about God and how the Holy Spirit works, we've missed it completely. This statement is not intended to be overly simplistic that my father is the vine dresser, he's the gardener. It's intended to be instructional. Sometimes we forget who God is and who we are. God is still God. Like Adam and Eve, we want to believe that we either know as much as God or that we should have the right to know as much as God. How did that work out for them? If the branch could think aloud, it might wonder, why, is the, why the vine dresser will not allow it to bear fruit for the first three years? You think of that, that vine, it's putting all its effort into bearing fruit, but the vine dresser just won't let it for the first three years. Why all this pruning, it could be thinking to itself. If the vine is put there to bear grapes, then why does he hinder it or hold it back? None of this pruning makes sense to the branch, does it? Perhaps you could put yourself in that position this evening. None of the pruning that you've been through has actually made sense to you. But looking at the vineyard in this fashion might help us to better appreciate the role of God in our lives. In the overall plan of God, it is necessary to prepare the follower for his role as a bearer of fruit. We've got to go deeper. We've got to grow deep roots. Abraham began his work for God late in his life. I believe, and this will be a controversial statement, but people who go into ministry later in their lives are more successful because they know how life works generally. Still later, when Abraham was... 100 years old, his son Isaac was born. Moses was 80 when God met him in the burning bush. 80. David was 30 when he became king. Jesus was about 30 when he began his ministry. Saul of Tarsus was already out of rabbinical training when he met Christ on the road to Damascus. It was another 14 years before he was accepted by the early church. Think of that. Paul met Jesus on that road to Damascus. It was 14 years before the church accepted him. Yet most of us want to begin sharing the good news of Christ before God's spirit has properly trained us, don't we? And some Christians use this as a weak excuse for never serving as an active witness for Christ. We need to recognize the wisdom and the plan of God for a fruitful servant, for a fruitful branch, That period of preparation that we have to go through is to be where God can mould us into what he would have us be, not what we want to be. And he can teach us and he can train us in his word. No branch or follower of Christ will ever be an effective branch until they can come under the discipline and the instruction of God. There's a lot of rebellious people out there that are calling themselves ministers. The vine dresser cultivates the vine so that the good fruit will grow on the branch. We want to be producing good fruit. We must trust him to lead us. The third part of this statement is we are the branches. We need to understand that. Branches are the fruit bearing part of the grapevine. Apart from the vine, they cannot bear fruit. And thus they're withering if they're not bearing fruit. And they just become sticks that are only suitable for burning. As we've seen, some branches that do not bear fruit are cut off from the vine. But what about the branches that remain? Jesus reminds us in John 15:5: I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Society is filled with plans for the social betterment of humanity. Most of these are lauded from humanitarian philosophies instead of from Christ. Think about some of the things that are going on. If we all just reduce our carbon footprint, it'll be better for the world. That's not from Christ. That's a humanitarian philosophy. That's from man. But the world will only be changed by changing people say that again, the world can only be changed by changing people if we change only the environment or only working conditions and we only change human rights we still have not dealt with the basic problem of human sin Jesus is the source of strength for his followers no matter what you're going through, he is the source of your strength all of his gospel must be preached and acted on all of it, not just the little pieces that we like There is no need for debate about social ethics and evangelistical zeal. There's no need to debate any of that. Christians should feel the body and feed the body as well as feed the soul. It's not a case of either or. It's not this or that. This balanced gospel finds its source in Jesus and bears much fruit. It's not this or that. This and that. Another thing for Christians to remember about bearing fruit is that a lot of green branches doesn't necessarily mean growth, doesn't necessarily mean a lot of fruit. The ministry of the church today has never been more active. If things around the church slow down as the world would like it, we usually just grind out another activity with the hope of rejuvenating participation, don't we? We don't have programs at the refinery. I'm talking about other churches here. If things start to slow down, they just create another program. But not what we do. Activity does not equal spiritual growth. Sometimes churches are so busy in the new whatever it is that they have no time to be in the neighbourhood, being the hands and the feet of Jesus. We have Pastor Francis over in Kenya is the hands and feet of Jesus in his community. It isn't that recreation is not important, but it hardly stands on par with the conversion of the lost or the teaching of God's word. Do you remember when children's sport on weekends was on Saturdays and people would still be able to go to church on Sunday? Have you noticed now that a lot of children's sport is also on Sunday? The world is trying to take over Youth ministries often benefit from the recreation, but not at the expense of the enlistment of new disciples. Too many youth ministries these days are based on entertaining the youth, not teaching them the word. How can we grow strong believers from that? How can we bear fruit from that? Again, we see a need for balance. The church should have both activity and growth, not one or the other. Our ultimate goal is to bear more fruit. As believers, that's what we should be focusing on. And here we are as I finish up this evening. We have come to the end of the I am sayings. Let me encourage you to go back and watch some of them if you've missed them. And here in the last statement is a message for the church Jesus is the true vine, God the Father is the gardener, and we, you and me, are the branches. I know how well the true vine functions. I also know how well the gardener does his work. But the question that is still to be answered is this, and you need to be able to answer it. It's my challenge for you. How well do the branches bear fruit? Are you a fruit-bearing branch? Do you abide in Christ and receive your strength from him? I can't answer these questions for you. If you do not, Perhaps now is the time to set things straight, to get things right and become the kind of branch that you were saved to be. And also let me encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us that we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. You know, when you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And if you allow him, he will make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. But you have to let him do that. And you know you're important to God, otherwise you probably wouldn't be watching or listening to this right now. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.com or via any of our social media channels. And we've been believing all year that 2022 is a year of repentance and of blessings. We've seen repentance within our church and our wider church family. We've seen the blessings flow. So let me encourage you, as we finish up, to stay in the blessings,